It is hard to believe, but here we are with the final Taken Care of Business podcast for the year that was 2020. Um, you know, we talked about it on our last podcast with Jim Robish uh, that uh, it, it, it's just incredible that we have the finish line in sight now. Um, we, uh, you, you know, it was almost premature last time to claim victory over 2020 because there was still time for a meteor to come crashing out of the sky or plagues of locusts to come out of the fields. Uh, but it looks like we're one step closer to putting 2020 completely in our rear view mirror. And while I joke a lot about all the difficulties that uh, 2020 has presented to all of us, there have also been, uh, it, to put it fairly, a lot of very positive things to come out of the past year. And as I always say when I talk about anything related to 2020 is, is I'm not talking about or focusing on positive things to mitigate any of the um, challenges or truly awful things that happened in the last 12 months, but really just to focus a little bit on some of the other uh, elements that we can remember in in a in a brighter light than some of the darker elements from the past year, and and as we move into 2021 and hopefully get past this uh, horrible uh, pandemic and and get back to a hopefully more normal way of life, uh, I think we will all remember a lot of those positives that occurred in the last year. And my two guests today um, are here to talk about some of those positive things. And and while there was so much going on in the last twelve months, certainly for all of our retail listeners, are not to not to uh, minimize the the uh, challenges and 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 workload that the distributors and manufacturers, but with the retailers being at the kind of the end of the supply chain, there everyone's been been busy and dealing with those challenges. It's really been no different uh, for your association. A lot of changes taking place at the association this last year and a lot of very positive things taking place at the association. And we thought it was a fitting way to end the year to just talk a little bit about some of that. And so I welcome to the program uh, Bob Cutter, the president and CEO of the North American Hardware and Paint Association, and Leanne Day, who is our executive director in charge of reaching out to the paint and decorating segment of the industry and one of the newest employees at uh, NHPA. Welcome, guys. Thanks for having us, Dan. Thanks, Dan. Um, you know, uh, it's it's taken a while for the last three or four months for me to get used to saying NHPA or North American Hardware and Paint Association. And that's what I want to talk to you guys about for starters here is why am I having to say that? Why am I now saying NHPA after 24 and a half years of saying NRHA? Well, I'll walk you guys who are listeners through some of how we got to where we are. And then I want to, you know, kind of engage Bob and Leanne to, to tell us uh, from their perspective uh, a little bit about how this relationship blossomed. Uh, but for those of you who don't know uh, in our listening audience, NRHA and PDRA, the Paint and Decorating Retailers Association, operated independently for, for decades. Uh, we were always supportive of one another and we knew each other and, and, and ran in the same circles, if you will. Um, but we operated completely independent associations where NRHA represented the hardware, home center, and, and, and lumber independent de dealers. And PDRA, as their name would suggest, represented the paint and decorating uh, independent retailers in the channel. 
about five years ago, NRHA and PDRA started working a lot more closely with one another. And um, we began actually publishing PDRA's magazine, Paint and Decorating Retailer, uh, along with them. Uh, we've provided a lot of the publishing services for that magazine. And over that five years, we grew a lot closer as associations. So this last year, when PDRA began kind of winding down their operations, uh, NRHA worked with the leadership at PDRA to, to, to find a way that NRHA could actually expand its membership uh, and look beyond uh, hardware home center and lumber dealers to expand our membership, um, our advocacy and our training and all those sorts of things that we had done for the past 120 years and include paint and decorating retailers as part of the fold here at NRHA. And, and uh, we got a, a support approval from both our boards of directors, which are made up of retailers from across those segments. And uh, we thank them for that. And as of uh, September, we have now been one association, the North American Hardware and Paint Association. And we uh, now represent hardware stores, home centers, lumber yards, paint and decorating independent retailers throughout the United States and Canada. Well, that's, uh, let me take a breath. That's, that's kind of the nickel tour of, of how we got here. And, and a part of our expansion was bringing uh, aboard to the new NHPA, Leanne Day, who uh, had served as president and CEO of PDRA. And now she's, as I said earlier, handling our outreach and programs to that uh, paint side of the industry. So guys, um, I know you guys have known each other. Leanne, you, I mean, really ever since you joined PDRA, uh, we, we kind of started our relationship. Why don't you Why don't you talk us through kind of from your perspective a little bit about how we got to where we are, and and, and uh, hopefully you guys uh, are both still happy with the decisions. Bob, why don't you Why don't you kick us off? Well, I I, I would say first what what a uh, what a crazy year we've had, and uh, but at the same time through challenges uh, become opportunities and this opportunity for these two great organizations to come together um, and, and, and broaden the, the horizon ahead of us. They're such like-minded missions to begin with. And uh, I think our opportunity to uh, kind of take a deeper dive into the PDRA world, which uh, Leanne and her board were uh, so so gracious to open their door to us several years ago, but I think the the overwhelming uh, part of that that journey has really been if you can go back, Dan, you were part of it as well. That when we met with the PDRA board four or five years ago, uh, and and even brought the concept of of the publishing relationship back to our board. The overwhelming thought between both boards completely independent of each other was, isn't there a way for you guys somehow to figure out how to come together in the future? And all that said, that's exactly what we've done. But to have the support of the board from the uh, from the inception and to get where we are today, looking ahead into 2021, I, I think there's no better way to end the year for this association and offer what tomorrow is going to be. Yeah, I think to, to kind of add on what you said there, Bob, I remember when we first even kind of brought the concept to our board of directors, and one of the things we were concerned about was, 
you know, do you think they're going to say, well, listen, you know, we, we sell paint too. And and we think that there, you know, there might be some competitive issues here. And it was the, the exact polar opposite. The overwhelming thoughts from our board were, no, we can learn so much from, from these stores. And, 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 and Leanne, I can imagine, I mean, from what, from what we heard from your, uh, the members of PDRA in the past, really kind of felt the same way. Is that kind of, kind of what, what, what you got as we were, as we were kind of formalizing and, and working through this process? Yes. Uh, that's, you know, when I talked to the board and when, when the board's thoughts, um, you know, I think it can, it, it goes back to strength and being part of a much larger group too. Um, and the knowledge that we can share with right. each other, um, you know, on the hardware side, as I've got to dig a little deeper into your all's business areas, it's almost exactly opposite what the, the, um, who, who the, who the, the, the audience is. So for instance, in hardware, as you know, it's, you know, it's not really focused on the contractor. It's focused on the consumer, the DIY. And for us paint dealers, um, you know, it's the contractor. So it's about a 70-30 split and it's exactly opposite. So I think- The kind of 70-30 split we typically see on the hardware side, it's usually 70% consumer, 30% contractor. So it's a flip-flop for for most paint dealers. Right, so I just really think that, um, you know, building upon that, there's a lot that both groups are gonna be able to offer each other. uh, And, you know, when you get into the whole just remodeling industry, um, build industry. I, I think that coming together is really going to benefit the independent as a whole. Yeah. Well, and it's, it, I know at NRHA and now NHPA, kind of our informal kind of rally cry for, for, for a number of years has been we're stronger together. And just the idea that one of the biggest challenges for independent retailers um, in general is that there is this lack of scale, um, you know, the ability that some of the larger corporations have to uh, make investments to solve problems. Uh, the independents really struggle from not having that same kind of scale. And now this builds on that. Now, not only do we have the 35,000 storefronts uh, for independent hardware and home improvement retailers, but you add to that about 10,000 independent storefronts on the paint side and you have, uh, that much stronger and bigger uh, of a scale that we've created. And, uh, um, and I know that we, we, we had paint and decorating retailers participating in programs of ours in the past. And that really also was kind of instrumental in, in driving this decision from, from both of our uh, organizations, really kind of seeing them, uh, seeing them embrace this concept of we can learn a lot from from one another. Um, you know, I, you don't want to get caught down or bogged down in all of the, you know, and, and, and believe me, I know that all three of us have found there are so many kind of intricate things and, and machinations that take place behind the scenes to make this uh, uh, one association under one umbrella now. Um, but, steering clear of that, there are a lot of just direct benefits that both sets of retailers and, and, and sooner or later we'll start stop referring to them as 
two different sides of the same coin, but uh, just one audience in general. So many ways that retailers are going to benefit from it. What are, from you guys' perspective, what are some of the benefits that you think retailers are going to really start realizing in 2021? I, I mean, I know this was launched in 2020, but it was really pretty much the, the fourth quarter of 2020 that, that, that we, we came together and, and most of the benefits will likely start to roll out as we go into 2021. But what do you guys see as some of those big benefits? Well, I, I think that's a great question, Dan. And I mean, the, the, the first and most obvious is um, with the broadening of our membership base, uh, the opportunity to uh, of engagement, um, a, as you and I both know, through the NRHA days, uh, w- one of the most uh, important aspects of, of get-togethers is, is that physical engagement and the opportunity of networking. We hear that from our board. Mm-hmm. We hear that from retailers throughout the industry at the various uh, industry events that we go, the conferences that we host. Uh, so, I, so I think beyond that is NRHA was, uh, was known you know, for years, uh, great research, um, but the opportunity for us to deliver and to expand our, our, our knowledge and education ourselves with, within the paint and decorating association. And, and the hope is, yeah, that we do become, uh, not just joined as we are today, but we, 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 we don't look at ourselves as two different entities. We're, we're all one and the same, um, uh, the opportunity for our cost of doing business. Um, yeah. One of the greatest cornerstones we provide every year and the opportunity to deepen and, and, and widen the breadth of that as well, I think would be extremely beneficial to the retailers. Yeah. Well, Liam, what do you, what do you hear from kind of the paint retailers you're, you, you talk to on a regular basis about what are some of the things you think they'll be excited about? Well, you know, it keeps coming up to me when I talk to the dealers, um, it's best practices, you know, it keeps going back to that networking and the best practices. Um, They're really looking forward to um, being able to broaden their knowledge um, and just build upon, you know, the, the great base that they have and, and just hear what other, other independents are doing. Um, you know, Bob had mentioned cost of doing business. And one of the things that, um, you know, for myself, I've, I've been fortunate enough to, because of our relationship, um, I've seen a lot of things firsthand from the NRHA side. Yeah. And so I know, you know, what the NRHA team has been able to provide the independent hardware dealer you know, I, I, I get excited about thinking that starting in September, all that was now open to the paint dealer. Yeah. So, you know, things that you guys have been doing year over, you know, year after year, um, I think it just, it's going to just open up so many doors, um, for, for the paint dealer cost of doing business. Um, you know, that study alone, just the benefit that our dealers are going to get from being part of that study and the numbers and the data that they're going to see from that. And then, you know, I don't even know if they realize just how much information, um, you know, you glean from that, that you can keep building upon year over year over year, and then how it opens up to so many different education and training modules. So I just really think that, um, you know, 
what the the current offerings are and then I know as what we've been talking about in meetings as a, as a as a team as one for NHPA I'm just really excited about what the future holds well yeah and I'm glad to glad to hear you kind of you and Bob are in the same step with that and I'll just say that I mean some of those things um, that are on tap right now that I think that people on the paint side, but it'll definitely certainly benefit people across our representation is right now we are in earnest diving into developing uh, more specific education and training modules that really jump in uh, with both feet onto that kind of paint and decorating side of the business. And that those are things that are going to roll out in 2021. Um, we're looking at uh, expanding some of our round tables. Now we have paint retailers and de paint decor retailers that participate in round tables, but making even more of those available to try and get more uh, paint and decorating retailers taking advantage of that, the information and best practices sharing that occurs at round tables. Uh, you guys both touched on, on the cost of doing business study. And for those of you who, who might not be familiar with what our cost of doing business study is, uh, it's a study that NRHA had been doing for nearly 100 years. Um, and, and what this study is, is every year we reach out to retailers and we ask them to provide us with financial data, real world financial data. So actually, starting in January through about mid-year, we'll be collecting income statement balance sheet data from hardware stores, home center, lumber dealers, and paint dealers. And what we do with this is we create um, the cost of doing business study. And what that shows is not only what the average stores are, how they're performing in these different financial areas, but we also uh, segment it to show what the highest performing stores in terms of net uh, profit, how they are performing. And what this, uh, like Leanne said, what this allows retailers to do, is it's kind of like a report card. Retailers can then take our cost of doing business study out and look at what their financials show them and compare them to what the rest of the industry is doing. And it, this is really the foundation, as Leanne pointed out, to so many other kind of uh, training programs that we offer, like what, the program we offer about how to increase transaction size. Well, that's all based around data we get back from our cost of doing business study. And so uh, my, my small plug for that is as you guys get the, the call out in the next couple of weeks to participate, I would encourage every retailer to participate. It's absolutely free. It's completely anonymous. And you not only get a free report back, but you also get your data um, in a uh, comparative file with how the rest of the industry is performing. And it allows you to kind of perform what if scenarios with your data. Um, so uh, in particular, shout out to our new uh, paint and decorating members that they participate so we can strengthen the data we have about paint and decorating stores. So a, a lot to be excited about going into 2021. And, and Bob, for a minute, I wanted to touch on, you know, backtrack a little bit and some of these internal kind of changes uh, that have taken place. And one of them that we're kind of excited about is that as part of this broadening of our, our uh, representative base, we've also now added our first ever paint and decorating retailer onto the NHPA board of directors. Tell us a little bit about that and kind of what that brings to the dynamic of the board. Yeah, Dan, uh, I, I think that 
number one, as I mentioned earlier, uh, what's unique is, is, is these, these two organizations, like-minded missions, serving independent retailers uh, in the home improvement industry. But uh, with, that, with that board insight, uh, and for this to be a seamless transition, uh, not only the, the paint board, but our board as well, felt it was very important to not just have a seat at the table, but to bring that sense of engagement and, and, and educate and, and, uh, and the strategies and the under, better understanding of the, uh, of the, the paint, the independent chain, paint channel or uh, retailers. And uh, I think with Craig's commitment, one of the things with most impressive is the insistence that uh, he be responsible since he was the chair, uh, the, the right. past chair of PDRA, uh, his ability to take, take ownership and pride and join us in this transition and taking it forward. And I, I think that be, because of that, uh, we are going to see a seamless transition, but our, our board, I know, is, is really excited about having Craig on, on board. And of course, you're talking about Craig Bond, and, and, and uh, as Bob said, Leanne, Craig also served on, on your board with PDRA. Tell us a little bit about Craig and, and his kind of transition onto the NHPA board now. Well, um, for those of you that are listening to this podcast um, who don't know Craig, he has uh, three stores in um, Oregon. Uh, Eugene is where his main location is. And Craig was the chairman of the board for PDRA um, since I came on board for P with PDRA about five years ago. Um, not only is Craig joining the NHPA board, but he's also going to be a part of the advisory council. The advisory council. That's another one of these internal changes that good segue there, Leanne. Um, that's something else that we definitely wanted to do. I mean, I think one of the things that we thought uh, was key, uh, kind of mission critical for us making this expansion a success was to say, well, just because we think we know you know, independent retail, and we think we know hardware retail, well, paint's just the same. And, and it's just, they're just selling more paint and brushes than hammers and nails. The, the truth is, we, we don't know what we don't know. And we want to be very careful. Of course, we have insights from you. We have insights from Craig that he'll certainly lend to us. But there's so much that we're doing that we want to make sure that we're really capturing not just the needs of, of how you guys see it, but really capturing the needs of, of the broad. I mean, not every paint and decorating retailer, just like not every hardware home improvement retailer, is, is facing the same issues. So one of the other things that we're doing uh, is establishing a retailer advisory group. And, and that's kind of one of your um, main charges as we head into 2021. And, and why don't you tell us, uh, I know that you're still in the process of, of securing the folks that are going to serve on that advisory group, but tell us a little bit about that and how you see that working uh, to help inform NHPA going forward. Um, well, the group uh, will consist of about six to seven dealers. Um, independence, various sizes. It's not really based on size, but more of just the, um, the, you know, the dealer that's innovative that, that yeah. wants to help, um, you know, the, the, a larger group of people. Um, and it's not going to be to where for these advisory council members to where it'll take a lot of their time, but 
it'll the the time that they do spend on the council will be quality. So, um, you know, what I'm hoping is that we get these dealers together and they can talk about, um, you know, pain points, uh, you know, the wants and needs of, of the independent and, you know, Craig will also, as I said, sit on that advisory council. So then when he does go back and he has his board meetings, he's going to have, you know, an even, an even stronger voice um, because he'll be specifically talking to dealers in the industry about and getting their opinions right. and and their advice, if you will, um, on on what we need to do to kind of charge forward to make sure that we continue the success of the independent. Yeah, and, and it's kind of an interesting kind of way you guys have structured this, um, and I think it was uh, you know very thorough in that you have Craig who now has a seat on the NHPA board of directors. Then you have this advisory group, which is going to help kind of provide further insights into what paint decorating retailers need. But we're also right now going down a path of we're engaging in a larger research project where NHPA is, has brought it. We, we did this uh, uh, oh, about five or six years ago on the hardware side of the business. We've brought in a third party. We're, we're, we're working with the, as you guys are uh, very familiar with the folks at the Farnsworth Group, we've retained their services to help us engage in a research project where we're gonna focus on uh, reaching out to paint to independent paint and decorating retailers to get even more insights. So there's almost like three levels here. You have Craig, on the board, then you have the advisory group, then you have this broader research going out. So as we as we head into 2021, um, there's gonna be a lot of feedback for us to kind of uh, look at as we're developing programs. Yeah, most definitely. You know, I keep saying how excited I am, how thorough, you know, to use your word, the the team is about learning more about paint and how they can help the independent paint dealer. We're coming together. Um, the entire team is really just focused on how we can also incorporate paint in. So we are one big happy family and we're providing that level of service, um, you know, that the hardware dealers have, have gotten and now the paint dealers will as well. What I think is so cool about this too is that, uh, you know, like I said, we have some paint dealers that participate in different programs and in one of our, our groups, the the uh, the the paint dealer who's been involved in that group, a lot of the hardware guys come to him with questions about, hey, listen, I'm trying to build up my commercial business. I'm trying to I'm trying to trying to figure out what I can do to set myself apart from the big boxes when it comes to paint and 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 uh, decor. And so they they're constantly picking his brain about stuff like that. And that's where you know as Bob said earlier, that's where the hardware side of the, this equation benefits is because bringing all these groups together, uh, it, it just builds that base of knowledge for everyone. So it's not one-sided. It's, it's, you know, a rising tide will hopefully lift all boats here. Yeah. Yeah. I really do think it will. So, you know, the next thing I know we're all three of us hopefully excited about is man, I hope we get to get on the road again in 2021 and get out to some of these shows we go to. It's kind of like, you know, it's when you're a kid at Christmas and you get a bike for Christmas and for, for kids 
that grew up in the in the Midwest or Northeast or uh, Northwest, you'd get a bike for Christmas and there's like a foot and a half of snow on the ground and you can't play with that bike until springtime. It's kind of like we are with all this new stuff we have going on. It's like we're developing all these things, but but we're waiting to say, man, we can't, we can't wait to get out and talk to groups about it or get to get to shows and show everybody, you know, kind of firsthand what's going on. You guys kind of feel that way too. <laughs> Dan, I, I, I feel exactly like that. And, you know, when you look back over this year, and, and as we kind of touched on earlier, but, you know, I, March 16th is a very important date. Um, and not because of my birthday, which it is, but uh, <laughs> well, <it's> that, <laughs> that, that date, uh, March 16, 2020 was really pivotal. Uh, I've been with the association for 15 years and uh, it, it really struck home how valuable and important a mission is and to serve and the opportunity that day, you know, along with uh, seven under seven other industry leaders from, uh, Oracle, do it best, true value, ACE, home, uh, pro group, and, and distribution America. You know, we joined together and wrote a letter, sent it out to state, federal, provincial governments. And, you know, the concern was to the, to the independent retailers is what's going to happen with this COVID? Are we going to get shut down? But, you know, the word essential does not fall. Uh, short of uh, of greatness in my in my opinion so together with these leaders uh and and to have this group come together leaving all you know basically banners aside and, yeah. and, and the, the value was we are stronger together and, and i think it made such a great impact but i think 2021 needs to go i mean 2020 needs to go in the rearview mirror and i just i cannot wait for us to get back to some sense of normalcy to where we can engage and Dan for you and I to have the opportunity to take Leanne's lead and and, and really get to to meet the, uh, the the paint retailers out there that we don't know and, and and get to welcome them into this new umbrella yeah I know you and I have talked about it so many times Bob that that was th that you know what you just outlined the the letter that went out and not just the letter and, and that was the end result but the but the getting to that point and how quickly it unfolded and how how we were all amazed and, and so impressed by how quickly all these distributors and these you know these these multi-billion dollar companies said what can we do what do you need from us i, I mean these people that are you know listen I, they're running these distribution organizations the co-ops and 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 they said here's our cell phone call us and tell us what you need and we'll make it happen and, and that was really something that that stuck with me was that sense of cooperation and pulling for a common cause. And and so I know that was one of my moments from 2020 that that'll definitely uh, carry forward as an inspiration to how how powerful we can be as an industry when we work together. Leah, what about you? What were what was something from 2020 that just kind of stuck with you as as maybe a uh, a moment that, uh, that that we can look at as this was kind of something bright that came out of 2020. <laughs> yeah, on our side, um, our guys 
they they like really did just pull up pull themselves up by their bootstraps and they just yeah. they just hung in there yeah. um you know ppe i don't know of one retailer that didn't give all of the ppe they had in their store to their local hospital or their local yeah. first responders um you know just the how how much support they gave their community and the support that the communities gave them back right you know i can't remember one time i've i've been somehow in the remodeling and construction side of the business um you know for 20 years and on at a national level you know you you're you hear the news media even talking about support your local yeah um so for me that really stood out that during this time um of this pandemic and this unprecedented time everyone came together yeah and and that just underscores how similar the retailers in in this home improvement area are on the independent side is 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 uh, i mean one thing that was positive and you could just look at the pages of paint and decorating retailer or hardware retailing to 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 learn about all the incredible things that these independent retailers did to support their communities and 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 truly how the communities said we want to support you back and that's another thing that I certainly hope continues into 2021 is that spirit of of consumers uh, understanding how important these independent businesses are. They're the ones that open their doors during an emergency. They're the ones that take the, the product that they could sell and make a profit on and say, no, we want to give it away to people who need it. Um, and, uh, you know, listen, the big companies, they've done a lot too during the last year, mm -hmm. but the local companies are the ones that make a difference at that local level with their neighbors and their friends. And, and, and I hope that consumers remember that after we're not all on lockdown. Um, I, I know for me and, and, and speaking on this is one of the stories that, that really stuck with me from 2020 um, was we did a profile and actually had as guests on our podcast, a, a young lady um, who was an employee at a hardware store. And when they were doing promotions, trying to raise money for their local food bank, this, this young lady, a teenager, <laughs> decided she took her entire paycheck and donated it to this cause. Um, didn't think about, you know, what she wanted to spend it on just said, this is important. People in our community are hungry. I'm going to donate my whole paycheck to this. And I think that was symbolic of the sacrifice that I, I want to make sure as we head out of 2020 and into 2021, that doesn't go overlooked is, you know, these aren't, when we're talking about the businesses who rose to the occasion, it's not some nebulous corporate thing. The employees who got up every day and went to these stores and knew they had to be there to support their communities, regardless of, uh, obviously they're concerned about their safety, but they did this because they knew they had to support their communities. And that's everything from the teenager making minimum wage at a part-time job to the people that are making a profession out of retailing. All these business owners that we represent they all know that they couldn't do this and they couldn't have done this without those employees that come in every day and make a difference. And, and uh, I, I also hope that, you know, so many 
employers, so many of the business owners have gone out of their way to, to, to recognize and support their employees and say, we're going to give them extra bonuses, we're going to give them, you know, hazardous duty pay, extra time off, whatever it is. I hope that, that this really resonates with everyone that, listen, everyone in the business has a great value and no one can do what we do without those employees from the, like I said, from the person with their first part-time job up to the, up to the professionals. And, and then we continue to recognize that value in, in those employees. Uh, so those are all of our reflections on the past. And as Bob said, that's all in the rear view mirror. The, what I want to kind of end on, guys, is if you could share with us, I said last week, I think, with Jim that I wasn't going to get into New Year's resolutions because both Jim and I have lists of resolutions that our families and wives create for us, and they, they're just sad and tired of seeing those go unfulfilled. Um, but I could, I could ask two upstanding folks like you, uh, <laughs> what are some of your industry resolutions for 2021? What are some things that you would like to see happen in the industry or happen within HPA as we go into 2021? And are there any other messages that you guys have that you want to close out the year with? We'll start with you, Leanne. Um, I think that this coming year, you know, everybody, you know, I know 2020 is going to be in our rear view, but there were so many things that just, you know, people got pushed to their limits. And I think we just need to go, go beyond that. I know we're all kind of tired. Um, and we're kind of ready for it to be over. But I think at the same time, we just need to see that as an opportunity that there's nothing that's going to stop us. So let's just keep pushing forward, push that limit. And what is it that we can do, you know, whether it's an association, whether it's the owner of a store or a manufacturer, what is it that we can do that can just better shape our industry as a whole? Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and one thing we talked about, it's a great time. You know, you said a few, just a few minutes ago that consumers right now are getting that messaging from everywhere about support local, and they're so predisposed right now to support local businesses. You're right. We can't take our foot off the gas pedal. We need to push it down and say, we can't let this period in time escape us. We have an opportunity right now to let's, you know, we've been working hard, but we can't just let ourselves coast in 2021 either. Yep. I, I really think that we just need to keep pushing forward. I really, really do. I think, I think, you know, this is a great opportunity with the two associations, um, you know, we're under one umbrella and let's take it as an opportunity and, yeah. and really learn from each other and grow. Let's grow. Absolutely. What about you, Bob? Well, I, I, I agree with Leanne and I would say, uh, pushing the limits and, and, and and the comment on these two great organizations. And one thing we haven't uh, really brought up or bragged about, and, 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 and there are times we should brag a lot about it, but is the uh, continuation of two of the most well-respected, most well-read publications in the channel. And uh, obviously we're gonna be able to continue and to deliver both those publications. But I think, Pushing the limits is, is great. And, and for me personally, 2020 really pushed the limits on the value and the meaning of serving our mission. And I think for me going into 2021 is a continued focus on serving our mission and understanding what our mission is. Yeah. And, and I'll just add one thing to that as we close out um, is one, thank you guys for uh, 
I mean, on top of everything, there was a lot of work behind, you know, bringing this stuff together in 2021 and bringing uh, NHPA to a reality. So thank you guys both for for making that leap and and doing the <laughs> all the documents that need to be signed and the hours spent in conversations and so on to make that happen. Thank you guys for for all that hard work. Um, I think it's indicative of both of your commitment to serve the mission, which is pretty simple to help hardware, home center, lumber yards, paint and decorating retailers become better and more profitable. And it's about as simple as you can get. But the thought that I wanna close on is uh, just like you guys, it would have been impossible for any of this to happen um, as far as NHPA coming together, putting these podcasts together, putting two fantastic publications and media resources out, developing training programs without the, you know, 30 or so people that work in and around NHPA. And I could not be more proud of our team of people who just, you know, just like all the retail employees and distribution employees out there, we heap a lot of praise on them rightfully and justly deserve, but but sometimes we, we tend to forget that we had people in our organization working the long hours and working just as hard. Um, you know, I, I said it last week, you know, Kevin Trahead, our producer on these podcasts, uh, he doesn't just produce podcasts. He produces podcasts, he does video, he man manages our web properties, our, our newsletters, all that stuff. And, and with so much going digital, I mean, we went from having one or two Zoom meetings every couple months to having Zoom meetings five times a day multiplied by 25 people and 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 bringing everything we did from live conferences into digital formats and Kevin handled all of those with professionalism and and represented our our association so well and and, and behind that are so many other people and so just a huge debt of gratitude from us who get to be on podcasts and get to speak to the industry to all the people who who who, who help us sound good and look good and and have stuff to talk about when we go out. Uh, we we could definitely could not have done it without all of you. And uh, so proud of everything that, that all those folks at the association did. And I know they're going to push themselves to take it one step further in 2021. Dan, that's, that's so well said. And as, as we've talked throughout the year, and as we've met with our board of directors throughout the year, the, uh, without the staff that we have and, and it, it, it's a small staff, what, what this group delivered, what they committed to, it, it has been overachieved, but you know, when you get it all back though, because as, as we've talked unsolicited throughout the industry, we hear every day uh, about our staff and I, I, I really uh, respect you and appreciate you bringing up our staff and, and, um, giving them the shout out that they deserve. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, guys, um, since this is the last podcast of the year, I, I, I uh, hope you guys have a peaceful and restful holiday. And uh, let's get at it in 2021. We got a lot of stuff on our to-do list, so we're going to have to hit the ground running. Thank to thanks to both of you guys for coming on and, uh, and sharing your thoughts with the industry. Thanks for having us, Dan. Thank you, guys.